Welcome to the Vital Goddess Podcast, where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife, menopause, and beyond. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice and a passion for lifelong vitality. I call midlife and menopause the passion portal, an initiation into the most vital, creative, and sexiest chapter of a woman's life if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, from the Taoist perspective, your sexual energy, also known as your libido, is not just about sex, it's the foundation of everything. Your mental and physical health, your creativity, and so much more. It's your personal holy grail, your personal wellspring of vitality. And midlife is the perfect time to tap into it. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices that support you in reclaiming your pleasure, unleashing your inner goddess, and aligning with your true desires so that you can rebirth your life and rock your third chapter like a queen. If you're done feeling like you're being put out to pasture, you are in the right place. I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, we're in the midst of a renaissance here. A new way of being human on the planet is emerging and reclaiming our sensuality has everything to do with it. I believe that turned on seasoned women will lead the way in creating a new world where everyone gets to thrive. These are no ordinary times and you, my friend, are no ordinary woman. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hey, beautiful. Welcome back. It is always such an honor to have you here. I know there's a million other things you could be doing, ways to spend your time and energy. Perhaps there are dozens of people clamoring for your attention. And um, it is just such a privilege to connect with you in this way that you would choose to tune in. Again, if you've been here before, it means the world to me. And if you're brand new to the podcast, brand new to my world, I am so thrilled you're here as well. Thanks for giving this a try, and I hope you find something here for you, something hopefully supportive, useful, inspiring. Um, that is my my intention here is to really support women. If you listen to the intro, you know, um, support women the best I can using the tools and arts that I've gathered over the years on my own healing journey, but um, women who really want to make or create, I should say, is even a better word, a masterpiece out of their third chapter of life. And what I found to be true is that our sensuality, our pleasure, our sexual energy, our vitality, our mojo, libido, if you will, um, and by libido, I mean, you know, life force energy, um, multi-passionate energy, um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything. And I, I find that it is really the, the number one secret that is kept from so many women on the planet, uh, to really thrive and to rejuvenate ourselves, to create and recreate ourselves again and again. It really has everything to do with the feminine principle, really honoring 
and restoring, reconnecting, embodying our unique vision, vision and um, version of the sacred feminine, this essence that is in all of us. And there are definitely ways to tap into it, embody it, and uh, allowing this energy to flow through you so it really supports you in your life. And I get to see this firsthand all the time with women in my world, women in my container. Um, in uh, Second Spring Queen, we are almost midway through our, our fall semester now, and it is just oh, so beautiful to to witness these women as they unfold, you know, on a deeper level. And uh, it's it's just yeah, such a privilege. And we just had one of our temple sessions last weekend. I'm I'm recording this on a Tuesday, so Saturday uh, my time. We met. And wow, I'm still basking in the afterglow of that. Um, so much magic happens there when women gather and, um, you know, do sacred feminine practice together, spiritual feminine practice together. There's something magical that happens. And, um, yeah. So anyway, if, if you find the podcast useful, I love it. <laughs> and then you're probably, you know, resonating with, um, a lot of what we do in there. So if you're curious at all to learn more, it's not too early to set up a free session with me, a Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll find the link for that in the show notes. And we can just get started on, um, you know, I really would love to hear from you, what's going on for you on your journey right now. And uh, I can give you some clarity on how my work might support you, how we might work together and give you a lot of the details, get all your questions answered. And I also guide you through um, a really powerful embodiment practice in that session. So if that's calling you, definitely check it out. It's the first step um, to working with me in that way. And it's totally free. And uh, I love doing those sessions. They're so much fun. It's definitely not too early um, to, to, to set it up now and get yourself on the wait list. So hop in there if that's calling you. All right. So this week's topic, I want to go into um, talking about the Kegel, Kegel exercises, move beyond the Kegel, why the Kegel doesn't work and what does. And if you've followed me for a while, you'll probably can say this along with me at certain points of this, this episode, because, um, yeah, I'm sure you already know what I'm going to say about what does work, right? But, um, uh, yeah, this is a topic that, um, you know, I've touched on here and there, you know, on and off, and I haven't talked about it in quite some time. And since I have a lot of new listeners to the podcast, I think it would be a good time to go back into this a bit because I think it's something that, um, is confusing for a lot of women and what's out there can be very misleading for a lot of women. So I just, I'm going to give you my perspective on it and what I found to be true. So why does the Kegel not work for so many women? I'm going to give you my four chief complaints about the Kegel. <laughs> so hang in there with me. So the first chief complaint I have about the Kegel of why it doesn't work for so many women is that there's no precision. What's really important to get, and I think that many women are still missing this information, is that the original Kegel was done with a vaginal device. And this device was created by a male gynecologist named Arnold Kegel, who wanted to help women cure their urinary incontinence. And he did an amazing job. So he created this device and he did this one study. I'm sure he did many studies, but the one study that I heard about when, um, these women had urinary incontinence and they did his exercises with his 
Kegel device, which is called a perineometer. I think that's the way you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> it was something you can insert in the vagina. It had a biofeedback element to it. So um, he had women, you know, squeeze this device and they would see the level of engagement on this biofeedback thing. And uh, long story short, he had an incredible success rate of like 89% success in curing urinary incontinence, which is amazing, right? And from a Western scientific perspective, you know, three cheers for that. He checked the box, he went out, he had a goal <laughs> and he, he he went about it, set it out and, you know, got the results, which is awesome. But obviously um, his results must have had something to do with this vaginal device that these women were using to engage these muscles. So without a vaginal device, there's no precision. And it's so, so important to get also that when we are disconnected to our pelvis, to our pelvic floor, to our yoni, to our sexual organs, our pelvic floor. And for many valid reasons, so many women are. We feel numb. We feel disconnected. I know I was in that place years ago when I started this journey. It's um, it's going to be impossible to engage the right muscles because you cannot engage a muscle that your brain isn't talking to. And when we disconnect to any part of the body, you know, we, we lose that brain-body connection, that brain-muscle connection, that real estate in the brain that allows us to engage that muscle. And if you've had your arm in a cast or something or known someone who has, you've seen that firsthand, right? Without that movement, um, they start to lose that connection. And that's why the, the movement, when you take the cast off and the atrophy has happened, a lot of that has to do with the connection between the brain and the muscles at hand. So to not to get too complicated there, but when we are, um, you know, cut off from an area and we're told to squeeze, what's going to recruit, if you will, are muscles that are connected to our brain, muscles like, say, our butt muscles, our glutes, or even our abdominal muscles, if we've been doing some core work or even inner thighs or thigh muscles, right? Any muscle that has a connection to the brain will take over. And therefore, these muscles that we are trying to reach to tone, to reconnect them to the brain are are not being reached because, you know, other muscles are compensating and all of that. So that's just my uh, my uh, Pilates fitness take on it. Um, yeah. So when, when, without a vaginal device, again, there's no precision. And what a device can do, I, I hate that word device. We're going to move on when we talk about the jade egg in a moment. But, you know, without that precision toning with something to work with, you, you know, your brain doesn't know what to do with that information. It's like kind of blurry, foggy, if you will. So um, the precision piece is huge. So it's really hard to, uh, I feel, get any tangible results um, w without really engaging the proper muscles. So my second chief complaint about the Kegel is that there's no flow. And I think this is really important to get when we talk about, especially when we're talking about the yoni and the pelvic floor and feminine embodiment. You are not a machine. You are a fluid being. I think this is true of all humans, but um, especially those in a female body who have a strong feminine essence, flow and fluidity is a real important part for, of us thriving. Our anatomy is designed that way from my perspective. And we are just so conditioned to view our bodies as machines, you know, especially, you know, post-industrial humans. It's so like mechanized. And while that can serve to a point, <laughs> it really doesn't take in the whole of who we are. And it's important to remember that, um, you know, the yoni, when you think about the yoni, by design, I'll say she's designed to draw things in and push things out. So this is a fluid 
movement, not a squeeze and release. So it's not just like squeeze, release, squeeze, release. When you think about it, there's like a move, sort of like an octopus in the ocean, right? This fluid power of drawing things in and pushing things out. Maybe take your hands if you're not driving um, and do kind of an octopus move, like have your hands face each other and imagine your hands are the yoni, right? And drawing something in, pushing something out. If you can get my drift here, it's kind of hard through audio, but there's a fluid power that wants to happen in the yoni and in the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor gets to come along for the ride, if you will, and um, to really thrive, to really truly thrive and access all the juiciness, the succulence that's available in this area, we have to allow the body to move the way she's designed to move. And if you treat your yoni and your pelvic floor like it's a machine, you're going to be cutting off a lot of the, the chi flow, the energy flow, the blood flow that's possible that um, really create succulence and tissue density and richness, tissue, tissue richness in the yoni, in the vagina. So um, not only that, it'll help you cure incontinence for sure, but you want to really, again, engage the yoni in a way that embraces flow. So my third chief complaint about the Kegel is that there's no sacredness. There is a, a lack of honor a lack of reverence that needs to be restored if we're going to truly heal our yoni, truly heal our, our pelvic floor as well. All the issues, all the pelvic issues, all the issues with our sexual organs that so many women are experiencing. I really feel a key component to our full healing is restoring the sacred. And this is something that was you know, taken away and hijacked um, by patriarchy, by, you know, various religious institutions and that vilified the feminine, really taking um, that sacred component away from our sexuality. And what I found to be true is that's, uh, again, a big part of the healing journey is when a woman starts to really reconnect with the sacredness of of her own holy grail, you know, of her own, um, you know, sacred vessel of the body, her own chalice, if you will. There is something here that's beyond logic that happens. And again, I think we need to invite in the mystical, the poetry, the art of this, because it's not just uh, um, three-dimensional. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a sacred component. When you start to bring that in, there is a level of healing that can happen. And I've seen it in myself and in so many women that, um, you know, we, we can't access without that kind of deep reverence and honor. And my fourth and final chief complaint about the Kegel, although I probably can go on and on with my complaints about the Kegel, but you could tell I'm not a fan, um, is that there's no pleasure. And maybe maybe that's not true for some women. Maybe they find tremendous pleasure in doing Kegels. I, for one, never did. I felt it really frustrating and I found myself kind of clenching my jaw a lot of the time. And I don't know, it just didn't work for me and so many women I've talked to. And here's the thing, pleasure is so key to our healing. When we talk about the yoni, pelvic floor, this whole area, our sexual organs, this is pleasure central. And pleasure is a direct line to the sacred feminine. So it kind of ties back to what I was just saying about the honor and the sacred. When we start to really embrace pleasure in our healing journey, we we bring on board our own unique essence of Shakti, our inner goddess, that part of us who knows pleasure. And to attempt to heal this area without embracing pleasure, 
I just think it's like shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, again, because you're not a machine. <laughs> we, you know, we need to embrace the flow, the pleasure. And that is a big part of the healing journey. And again, this is definitely in the realm of maybe more mystical and uh, in the realm of more of the art of healing or of, of sensual healing. But when we start to really, again, embrace that we are sensual beings, that we deserve pleasure, there's such deep psychological and emotional healing that happens as well, that um, it can be the, the main block to our healing. We can have these huge emotional blocks that are keeping us, you know, from fully inhabiting our pelvis and therefore having all kinds of issues with our pelvis and pelvic floor. But when we start to embrace pleasure and take on practices that cultivate our pleasure, there are ways to, you know, build pleasure and, um, you know, cultivate it, build it and store it in your system and open the body so your body can um, circulate more pleasure in, in your system. That to me is vitality. That's true healing. So if the Kegel is not working for so many women, how do we move beyond the Kegel? <laughs> well, if you follow me for a minute, you probably know what I'm going to say here. The jade egg practice, the Taoist jade egg practice or yoni egg practice, thousands of years old. It is one of the most, or probably the most, according to my experience, um, curative and empowering practices on the planet for the female body. And I say body because it is a whole body, mind, body, soul healing here, very integrative, very holistic. So definitely targets the pelvis. Um, initially, it, you know, it feels like it's very pelvic centric. However, the benefits of that move up through the whole body. Um, again, mind, body, spirit. So um, really passionate about this practice. It's kind of at the core of, you know, the practices that I teach in, in my container, Second Spring Queen. But there's a way you can start absolutely free if you haven't already. You can join the Ultimate Jade Egg Primer. It's a really simple beginner's course that I've created for you for free where you can start to, you know, dip your baby toe in. And in there, you'll find a guide on, um, you know, how to, where to buy your egg. I think it's important to get a quality egg and uh, what kind of egg you should buy. I go into very specifics around that, how to prepare it, how to, you know, set up your space, but also give you, um, you know, an idea of how to get started with this jade egg practice. So I definitely, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, you definitely owe it to yourself to, to give that a try. Uh, and if you are, you know, want to go deeper, of course, we've, we always have more <laughs> in my container, Second Spring Queen. We dive really deep into this practice and, uh, the, the results women have been experiencing are incredible. All right. I'm going to cap it there. I will catch you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, I have a free offer that I think you're going to absolutely love. It's called Shakti Core Breathwork Journeys. This is a free membership. And when you sign up, you'll get instant access to a whole bunch of content on how to really use the power of your breath to get a deeper embodiment of your sacred feminine energy. So this is definitely a feminine spiritual practice. So I have a whole bunch of content for you. When you join, you can learn all about the breath and how I use it in my work to really support women in opening to more pleasure, right? Really um, coming into a space of 
being able to receive more pleasure, a deeper connection to sensuality, and um, how to really open and express more of your own unique beauty, your unique radiance, your light, and get a deeper connection on how to use the breath to connect more deeply to your desires, your passion, and the full range of your emotional palette, and also your unique expression of love. So if that speaks to you, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I'm stoked to share the content with you, but even more than that, I'm really excited to guide you on live breathwork journeys, which will be happening twice a month in that space. So the link is in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you know would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please, sharing is caring. So pass it on. I would so appreciate that. All right. That's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.